Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday December 19th, 2023. Excited to be talking about everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Duke basketball, of course, a big game tomorrow at Madison Square Garden when they get set to take on the Baylor Bears. We've also got this weekend the Duke football in the Birmingham Bowl coming up on Saturday against Troy. Going to be a really fun contest. Make sure you're following along for that game. On today's show, I've got my good pal Kevin Conley back with us. We're going to revisit a show we did about a month ago Four days prior to the start of this season, we had four lists of four things regarding this Duke basketball team. Let's revisit. Let's check in and see how all of that is going. If you have not done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and written review. If you ever have any questions for us that you want answered on the program, we had a really awesome Mailbag Monday show yesterday with Jordan Mann that you can go back and check out. If you've got questions that you want answered, send them to us via email, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com or on X, LO underscore Blue Devils is the username there. So you can DM us your questions that you would like to see answered. I'm there as well at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And final request before we get going, I would love for you to hit that subscribe button to this YouTube channel. Thank you once again for always making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to all of our everydayers out there. We're going to continue to grow this community. So without further ado, super excited to bring him on in. It's my good friend, your good friend, Kevin Conley, who is the site expert for Ball Durham, and he joins us here now on today's show. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, JJ. How about you? I am doing very well, very well, and excited to be talking about uh, a a show that we did about four days prior to the season getting started. So uh, as you recall, we put together a list of four things, uh, four games, four important players, four team stats to watch, and we had a little fun about four reasons why Lockdown Blue Devils was going to be elite throughout the college basketball season. So let's revisit some of those things here on today's show, remind people of what we said and how things are going thus far. You ready to roll? I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. So our four biggest games here in segment number one, we talked about the road game at North Carolina, the road game at Miami and ACC competition, the game against Arkansas on the road, and then Duke's um, non-conference game at home against the Arizona Wildcats. So two of those games have already played out. Unfortunately, both of them did not go in Duke's favor at Arkansas and at home against Arizona. What were some of your bigger takeaways from those? Well, coming out of the gates 0-2. Yeah. Um, falling, falling, falling flat on their faces in both those games. Um, I remember we talked about the Arizona game. I was like, all right, it's your first big test of the season. You're at home. Um, you knew the crowd was going to be into it. They were. Um, and then there was just obviously some matchup problems that Duke couldn't match up well with against Arizona, and they fall. Um, and I think a lot of people um, – I wouldn't say just chalked it up to the bad matchup problem, but they didn't dive deep into the actual problems that surrounded Duke. Um, It was just like, okay, close game, back and forth. Duke makes a run, Arizona makes a run, and Arizona uh, makes a play to win at the end. Um, So I I think there were a lot more 
issues that ran deeper with Duke on the surface of that loss than people probably would have would have seen. And then obviously you go into the Arkansas game, and that's really where all the issues surrounding this team presented itself. First true road test of the season. Um, and now even now looking at it, current day, Arkansas wasn't fully healthy. Their leading score was out, and Duke still couldn't come away with um, a road victory in what we knew was going to be a hostile environment. So uh, certainly not the best way to kick off how we had two of our four biggest games of the season. No doubt. I mean, in that game, we were talking uh, from the Arkansas perspective about, look, they just had this exhibition against Purdue, I believe it was, and we mm-hmm. were able to see kind of how rowdy and raucous the Bud Walton Arena would be. And then before you know it, the season actually gets started. Again, we did this four days before the season even started. We get the year going. They lose to UNCG at home. Uh, there's a loss against North Carolina in uh, one of those feast week tournaments, and then Duke ends up going to Arkansas minus the Razorbacks' leading score. And, boy, everybody in that arena was fired up that the Duke Blue Devils were in town. Yeah, and when you think about it, we also capped it in the perspective of it was a week where Duke was playing two true road games and going to Georgia Tech a couple of days later. And, obviously, we now know how that ended up with Duke losing to the Yellow Jackets and also losing Tyrese Proctor for a couple of games in the process. So um, it was, we, we were focused solely on that Arkansas game. We knew uh, in the bigger picture that it was even bigger because you had another ACC game coming later in the weekend. Um, yeah. It was not, not a good week for Duke um, when they started it off in Arkansas. Okay. So our four biggest games, we've still got two left to go. We've got this game at North Carolina, also Duke's road game against Miami. Uh, kind of give us a little preview, if you will, as to what we've seen so far this season from those teams and uh, and yeah, what you think about Duke's matchups going into those still a ways away though. Well, I think North Carolina has been really impressive, um, especially coming off their, after their disastrous season, a season ago. Uh, Armando Baycott has been great. Elliot Cadeau, the freshman has been really good. RJ Davis's game has improved. Um, the role players fit a lot better than they did last year for North Carolina. So obviously it doesn't matter who North Carolina puts on the court. Um, them against Duke is always going to be a tough gritty matchup that goes down to the wire. So yeah. expect nothing more uh, less than that this season. When That's you look why it at had that, to be one of our biggest games. You know, ex- it's, exactly. it, it's, it's a rivalry game. It's at their place. This was a no-brainer for us to throw on there. So uh, still a ways from that one. When you look at Miami, um, a, a tough team kind of to figure out this season. Um, they go to Kentucky. Um, they're right in, they get down big in the first half. They have this big rally to get a close um, at halftime, and they just get their absolute doors blown off in the second half in Rupp Arena. Um, I think in their uh, uh, Feast Week tournament, they were able to win it against Georgia and Kansas State, and then um, they played in Brooklyn uh, a couple of weeks ago against Colorado, and it was the same thing, where it was pretty close at half at, uh, the first half and halftime, and then Colorado just blew Miami out of the water in the second half. So I think this Miami team might have been a little bit overrated coming into the season. Somehow, they still are in the top 25. I don't know how that's the case, especially with Colorado beating them. And then Colorado is not ranked, but Miami is. Um, so that was a little confusing to me. But, um, yeah, I think um, Miami historically has always gotten better as the season has progressed. Jim Laranega, one of um, the most underrated coaches in the country. And, again, they still have a ton of guards that can really score the basketball. So, um I think this Miami team has not reached its potential yet, and I think that's a good thing for the Hurricanes. And certainly um, when Duke comes to town, they'll be ready for it. Don't you worry. Yeah, and even beyond that, that's the point right there at the very end that we were making when we first had this conversation was, look, 
Obviously, we're talking four days before the season starts, so we don't know the results of these games that we're now talking about. But what we did know is historically, over the last several years, that's been a really tough place for Duke to play. Mm -hmm. Last season in particular, Duke got their doors blown off, to kind of steal your term there, uh, as to what was happening. So I, I do think this still remains one of the bigger games that Duke has on their schedule this season. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes a little bit later in the season, um, that last week of February. So um, you would hope Duke is has round into form by then, and they're playing their best basketball as well, um, heading into the ACC and NCAA tournaments. All right, let's take our first time out here on today's show. Coming up, we'll be able to talk about the most important players that we had prior to the season. We'll tell you a little bit about their years that they are having next here on Locked on Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, who's the site expert for Ball Durham. A quick plug, if you will, balldurham.com. What do you guys have at your website? Everything you could possibly want on Duke Athletics. Obviously, hard of the Duke basketball season, so we're covering that from top to bottom. Um, you mentioned at the top of your show, bowl game coming up this weekend as well for Duke, uh, so we'll be on that as well. And then obviously the transition to head coach Manny Diaz. So, uh, like you said, come give us a read, balldurham.com, and then you could give us a follow on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. All right, so we've got our four most important players that we did prior mm-hmm. to the season getting started, and uh, we kind of gave the disclaimer beforehand that, uh, look, we love all these guys. It's hard to pick just four uh, that we're looking at. But at the time, our heads were thinking this group of four uh, with the Duke basketball team, that being Kyle Filipowski, TJ Power, Tyrese Proctor, and Mark Mitchell. Those were the four players that we kind of designated as guys to watch throughout the course of the season. So, again, Filipowski, Power, Proctor, Mitchell. Who do you want to speak on here first, Kevin? I think we'll go with the rookie first. Let's go with TJ Power first. And I think TJ Power has shown some ability offensively uh, early in this season. Um, Obviously, it feels like there's still a long way to go defensively, but there's – no short changing that he can shoot the ball and shoot the ball at a high clip. And um, it feels like that's going to be needed for Duke at some point this season. It's just John Shire's biggest question with him is, can he defend at a high level? And the answer right now has been no. Yeah. 50% from three point range so far for TJ power uh, limited a little bit on the attempts, but still six for 12. That's a good sample size so far that we've saw from him. So uh, we'll see how much more of a factor TJ power might be for this Duke team going down the stretch. Uh, Tyrese Proctor out right now with that sprained ankle that he suffered in the Georgia Tech game, shooting 32.4% from three-point range. Those numbers are something that we want to watch, but he's done a really good job sharing the basketball, not having a whole lot of turnovers, 
so far in the season. Several games in a row, it was like, hey, Proctor's got five-plus assists, no turnovers at all, uh, doing a good job of taking care of the Rock. Uh, but uh, what do you thought of Proctor's play so far? Yeah, I think we've seen some progression from him. I don't think it's been as drastic as many people had anticipated. You mentioned the shooting numbers haven't been that great. His defense has been great, um, and he has cut down on the turnovers um, when the games he has been out there. Obviously, Duke is going to need him back out there. He's probably their best pro prospect. Um, but, yeah, you still want to see those shooting numbers um, rise a little bit, and some of them are going to touch on a little bit more. You want to see him getting downhill to the basket more and try and get to the free throw line because he's proven to be a great free throw shooter. Take us to Mark Mitchell, Kevin. I think that's probably the most disappointing player right now on this roster because I think a lot of people had anticipated maybe even a bigger sophomore jump from Mark Mitchell than Tyrese Proctor just yeah. because how great he was um, as a freshman defensively and you saw glimpses in his offensive game. But it almost feels like his offensive game maybe has taken a step back this season. And um, right now it seems like he has no confidence especially when he shoots the ball. It's almost like he's pushing it towards the basket instead of shooting it confidently in rhythm. He's just letting it go and crossing his fingers that it goes in. Um, defensively, he hasn't been bad, but teams have now game-planned with Duke on offense against him that they're not going to guard him, and they're going to make things even more difficult for Kyle Filipowski in the paint like you saw with Arizona did. Arizona did it with Ryan Young. Um, Arkansas did it with Mark Mitchell, and we talked about it after the Arkansas game, Eric Musselman just saying, yeah, we weren't guarding him. If Duke was going to beat us and he was going to hit five three-pointers, then we were going to shrug our shoulders, shake their hands, and say good game. Um, so, yeah, I think Duke is definitely going to need Mark Mitchell um, to find his confidence, uh, to find what everyone had anticipated from him in the summer if they're going to want to reach their potential this season. Last year as a freshman, Mark Mitchell shoots 36 37% in that range from three-point land. A pretty impressive clip for a freshman this year off to a 1-for-17 start from the outside. That is 5.9% from three-point range. Uh, pretty lousy. Not great for Mark Mitchell there. Yeah, and it almost feels like I, I tweeted this out during the uh, Hofstra game. It almost feels like we're back in time watching when Jack White missed whatever it was, 27 or 28 straight three-pointers. That's what it almost feels like. That's a good time, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when Mark Mitchell was is shooting the basketball from three-point range. No doubt about that. Uh, Mark Mitchell, however, as you're quick to point out after these games play out and as we discussed throughout the week, um, still the scoring numbers are in a relatively decent spot considering what we saw a year ago. We'll talk a little bit more about free throws when we get to the team stats in the final segment on today's show. But as you point out, so many of his points are coming from the free throw line. So while the outside shot has been awful, credit to Mark Mitchell for still being aggressive, getting himself foul, fouled, and taking opportunities to go earn free ones at the line. Yeah, like, like you said, the scoring numbers aren't bad, but um, it's more the efficiency numbers for Mark Mitchell that's concerning. All right, so Kyle Filipowski is our last player. His last game that he had, really impressive. 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists against Hofstra. Duke's going to need him to play well tomorrow against Baylor inside Madison Square Garden. Uh, the ACC preseason player of the year. What have we seen out of him through these first 10 games? He's been great, Let, let's be honest. I wouldn't say he's been their best or most consistent player. <clears throat> I would think... That would be Jeremy Roach right now because it just seems like he shows yeah. up every single night. And Filipowski did have uh, that cold stretch, poor game against Charlotte. Wasn't really great against Arkansas or Georgia Tech, despite what the numbers might say. Um, so it, it seems like hopefully that Hofstra game 
has jump-started him. Now Hofstra doesn't have a big guy that could really compare to Kyle Filipowski. So I um, think Baylor's a big test for him, but um, you still expect greatness out of him every time he, he steps on the floor. So um, no complaints out of Kyle Filipowski. And if he continues at this pace, um, he's probably going to be the ACC player of the year, assuming Duke has success in conference play. There were four team stats that we wanted you to watch prior to the season getting started. We will revisit those stats after we take this last time out here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This is America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So go ahead, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, last few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside Kevin Conley, the site expert from Ball Durham. They are on Twitter, now known as X, at Ball underscore Durham. Check Kevin out there as well, at Kevin Conley 24 uh, So let's look at these team stats that we highlighted prior to the start of the season. They were three-point percentage, free throw attempts per game, rebounds, and assists. We'll kind of give folks an overview of where this Duke team is at right now. Three-point percentage as a team, the Blue Devils 36.9%. That ranks 63rd in the entire country. A reminder, well over 300 teams in Division I basketball. Duke at nearly 37% from three-point range, Kevin. Yeah, not bad. Um, we've seen guys be able to shoot the ball, like Jeremy Roach, as I mentioned, Jared McCain, Caleb Foster as well. You mentioned TJ Power earlier going six for 12 from three-point range. Uh, Kyle Filipowski's three-point percentage, um, it seems like it's getting better. Had a really great game against Hofstra, as we mentioned. Um, I think the biggest concern is Mark Mitchell and Tyrese Proctor. Uh, Mitchell obviously well below his average, and I don't know if he's going to get there um, where he shot a season ago with how he's how poorly he started to shoot the ball to begin the season. And for Tyrese Proctor, you hope um, that his continues to climb once he gets back from injury. Um, but all things considered, I don't think you can be too upset with how this Duke team has shot the basketball this season. All right, free throw attempts per game for this Duke basketball team. They are at 21.1 free throw attempts per game this season. 10 games, 211 total free throw attempts for the Duke team. So pretty easy to do that math there. But Duke ranks 122nd in the country in free throw attempts per game. This was so important for us, Kevin, because we want Duke to get the opportunity to earn them at the line. Yes, we want that outside shot to be knocking down at a good rate, but if it's not, put yourself in a position to earn easier looks by creating fouls. What have you thought of the free throw attempts? I don't think it's bad. Uh, 21 free throws per game. You would like the number to be higher, and specifically when you look at Duke compared to the rest of the country being 122nd. Um, it, it's not awful, um, but I feel like we kind of anticipated more free throws coming just with um, the inside play of Kyle Filipowski and Mark Mitchell. Um, and, and both have been able to get to the free throw line, but I think it's the guards. They're not really getting downhill into the basket and putting the op- opposition's bigs 
in tough situations. So um, that's something I would like to see more of from these guards. But uh, they're kind of more content on just throwing the ball down to Filipowski and letting him go to work because why not? He's one of the best players in the nation. Yeah, keep letting Filipowski go to work. Makes sense, but let's make him go to work by getting trips to the free throw line. That's what we would love to see. So we'll see how that continues to go over the next few weeks and games for the Stuke basketball team. Uh, another stat, we did four team stats to watch this season. Again, four lists, four things. It's what we did four days prior to the start of the year. We talked about rebounding for the team. Duke right now, 36.4 rebounds per game. They have not lost a game this entire season when they out-rebounded their opponent. In two games that they lost, they lost the rebounding battle against Georgia Tech. They evened at an, uh, they ended at an even tie and lost that contest as well. But 36.4 rebounds per game of the four stats we're going to give you. This is where Duke ranks the lowest in the entire country. Duke is 185th in the entire NCAA when it comes to rebounds per game, Kevin. Yeah, and we kind of knew this could be coming. Um, we were hoping it wasn't, but we knew it was um, losing Derek Lively. When you had two seven-footers down low and Lively and Filipowski, you were a rebounding machine. Uh, now with Filipowski having to slide over and play mostly center, a lot is put on him to try and rebound the basketball. I still think Duke needs help from their guards to try and rebound, and also Mark Mitchell, um, when he had that time period where he really wasn't playing because his play wasn't great, that also – um, didn't help Duke in their rebounding efforts. And um, Ryan Young already limited um, in his athletic ability, so you can't count on him for a lot of rebounds when he's in there. So um, it's still something that Duke has to figure out how to get better at. Um, and granted, it's only mid to late December, so there's still plenty of time. But uh, certainly concerning being 185th in the country in rebounding and averaging less than 40 rebounds per game. Without a doubt. All right, our last stat to touch on here, we wanted to highlight the assist going into the season. We really love focusing on the assists that you've got in a game compared to the field goal makes, seeing how much that ball is being spread around. Uh, Duke right now, 16.5 assists per game, 49th in the country. So top 50 in the entire country for Duke to share the basketball. Does it feel like they've been doing a good job of doing that, Kevin, when you see that number uh, and where Duke ranks in the entire country? What are you thinking? Well, this is the obvious answer, but yeah, in their wins, yeah. in their wins, they have been doing a good job at moving the basketball. They didn't do a good job at moving the basketball against Arkansas or Georgia Tech um, or even Arizona. Um, so in those three losses, they did not do a good job at moving the basketball. And in their wins, they have. So uh, it's a credit to the guards, obviously. Um, Tyrese Proctor, Jeremy Roach. You can also throw Caleb Foster in there as well. Um, so you want to see the ball move a little bit, bit better, specifically against Baylor. And then obviously – um, once ACC play rolls around. So that's something I think should really focus on going forward if you're a Duke fan. So four team stats to watch, three-point percentage, free throw attempts per game, the rebounding battle, and assists. As we look at this next stretch for Duke, the Baylor game tomorrow, Queens coming up on the 30th, and then we're jumping into ACC play. Of those four stats, three-point percentage, free throw attempts per game, rebounds, and assists, what's going to be the most important, you think, over these next few games, Kevin? I'm going to go rebounding. Okay. Um, not as much against Queens, obviously. Um, but when you, when you look at um, Baylor, very aggressive. Some size. Yeah. yeah. They have size. You have to keep them off the backboards. Um, Syracuse, it's a, it's a new school Syracuse team with no Jim Beheim as their head coach. They don't play as much 2-3 zone anymore. Um, so you're rebounding. It's not as um, – dependent on trying to break down the two, three zone, but it's still going to be important. And um, yeah, when you play ACC teams, you're going to go up 
up against some teams that have size and athleticism. And you got to keep them off the backboards and limit them to just one shot down the floor every single time. So um, I would say rebounding and um, probably a good stat to highlight because out of the four we listed, that's Duke's worst um, in terms of other teams around comparing to other teams around the country. Good thought. Good thought. Good point made there. I love that. So, uh, all right, a lot of fun. Four lists that we gave you of four things with the Stuke basketball season. The last list that we had uh, when we did this four days prior was talking about the four reasons why Lockdown Blue Devils kind of needs to be a part of your life going through the rest of the season. And that remains true here with great guests that we'll have on the program, like Kevin Conley here from Ball Durham, being able to give you a show every day throughout the course of the week. Fun conversation and interactions in the comment section of our YouTube video down below. So uh, once again, just always do appreciate your support and that sort of thing. Final thoughts, Kevin. Baylor coming up again for Duke tomorrow. Just a big-time game for the Blue Devils. Uh, it wasn't one of our four biggest games prior to the start of the season, but now knowing where we're at 10 games in, it's all of a sudden turned into a way bigger one. So what are you thinking going into this matchup? Yeah, it's a massive game. It's a prove-it game for Duke. Um I, I didn't want to buy into how they played against Charlotte. I bought in a little bit to how they played against Hofstra because I really respect them as a mid-major program. But um, Duke doesn't have a quality win yet. Michigan State has not proven to be a very good team. And Duke's lost to Arizona, uh, Arkansas, and Georgia Tech. So Baylor is a top 10, maybe the top five team. Um, we'll see. But uh, massive game for Duke. Um, and if they lose uh, the chatter around the program that you heard um, after Arkansas and Georgia Tech, is that's just going to pick up once again, because Duke has to find a way to get a quality win on their schedule. Terrific stuff always, Kevin. Love having you on the show here. Looking forward to talking again soon, and hopefully we've got a couple of Duke wins to be recapping. Thank you for stopping by. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family, Kevin. Same to you and all the listeners out there, JJ. Thanks. All right, that's Kevin Conley joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, and that's going to bring us to a close here today as well. That'll do it for our show. Excited for the game against Baylor coming up again tomorrow. Thanks to Kevin Conley. Go support his work at balldurham.com. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.